0: This segment is a part of the Neighborhood Reporting Fall 2020 series, a collaboration between City Bureau and Yolakali Arts Reach in Chicago. The content was produced by Tona, Sandra, Lily, and Paco. Edited by
1: Tona. The Azteca Mall is a focus of the economy in the Little Village.
2: That was Martin Unzueta. He's been working at Chicago Workers' Rights for over 25 years an organization that has been guiding and supporting the Street Vendors Association of Chicago. The SVAC has been fighting on behalf of the street vendors across Chicago since 2015. In
0: some neighborhoods of Chicago, like Little Village, walking down the streets on a hot summer day, you can always find street vendor carts and food trucks selling ice cream, tamales, fresh fruit, raspados, chicharrones, and much more. This is a memory shared by many people of our Latino communities. And for some, it's part of their ritual. Street vendors bring many people happiness with their delicious food, but not many know enough about the business and the workers. It's not easy being an immigrant street vendor. Issues with language can make it tough to talk to English speaking customers, and run-ins with police over licensing issues can result in potentially bad legal consequences. Since the pandemic, Things have only gotten harder.
2: But where did street vending begin? Why does it matter and who does it impact? Food vending has a long history in the United States. Let's look at the first food vendors, then come back to the recent Chicago developments and how street vending has been impacted by COVID-19. Street vendors' pushcarts were known originally as truck wagons. These wagons were first put to use in the mid-1800s by a rancher named Charles Goodnight. Food items that were commonly served were salted meats, beans, coffee, potatoes, and even biscuits. Mobile food vendors began to increase in popularity around the 1950s, when refrigerated ice cream trucks began selling ice cream and other frozen products that were aimed for children. Immigrants have been an important part of food vending history. On the West Coast, taco trucks became a popular source of mobile food in the 1970s. This trend began in 1974 when a man named Raul Martinez turned an ice cream truck into the first of many taco trucks in the U.S.
0: Now, let's move back to Chicago. According to an Illinois Policy Institute analysis, there are estimated to be 1,500 food cart street vendors operating across Chicago. 45% of the street vendors are males and 55% are females. A similar situation can be found in the food truck industry. An independent study conducted in 2013 by Andrew Wallahan shows that there are 120 licensed food trucks in Chicago. Roughly 50% are operational. Among them, 45% are males.
2: Before 2015, in Illinois, street vendors were not allowed to sell hot food legally it wasn't until the city hall passed an ordinance that year granting vendors the right to apply for a food vending license. But the license issue was not the only struggle for these workers. Racism also plays a part in injustices against street vendors. Martin compares Chicago to other cities with the representation of different ethnicities selling.
1: How many people for the african American people see you on the street? How many people in the Chinese community selling on the street? No I know for example that in San Francisco, California, there are big places from the Chinese American people that are on the street and they are selling very. Mm. There <laughs> is good things, yeah, in San Francisco. But here in Chicago, this is not happening. The problem here is that we still have discrimination ideas from the city of Chicago.
2: He explains how street vending is harder for African and Arab Americans.
1: You know, the Devon Street in the north of Chicago, there are a lot of Arab people that are living over there. How many carts for falafels have you seen over there? No there are not so the falafels that they so many tasty uh, <laughs> uh food for Arab people, but there are no push in these places. And there are no push because the police is very hard for the people that try to do something like this. In the African-American community, there are no push because in the moment that they going on the street, the police came from over there against the uh, African-American. And the punish for, for them is worse for the Latino-American people. So, this is a city that is very discriminated against the ethnic foods.
2: Language is also something they need to grasp as well. Vendors and food truck operators could often be taken advantage because of their limited English ability.
1: Conditions for the street vendors was very bad on the streets. So, street vendors were receiving fees for the police. They have been arrested for the police. The problem in the court is that uh, many times the, the people in the courts doesn't speak Spanish. And when the vendors was there, people for the court speak in English to them and they doesn't understand anything. In at this final of the courts, they accepted everything and they need to pay to the city of Chicago fees from $500 until $1,500.
0: Now, let's focus on the workers and their personal experiences. This is Daniel Martinez.
3: Mi nombre es Daniel y el nombre de mi food truck se llama Azteca and Sons. Cuando emigré de México, llegué con mis hermanos y ellos ya tenían trabajando en una compañía que se llamaba AAA y llegué a trabajar con ellos. Ya tiene hace 24 años. Mi hermano me financió una camioneta
0: Daniel got his food truck from his brother, and with time, he paid him back. To open and operate a food truck, new owners need to complete 45 government mandated permits and licenses to be legally allowed to operate. These permits and licenses for food trucks can stack up to $28,000. Totaling an average of fifty to sixty thousand dollars to start a food truck business.
3: El primer día estaba nevando. Ya que llegué cuando estaba frío, el primer día que llegué, lo único que hice fue acomodar algunas sodas y ayudar a, a cargar algunas cajas que tenían comida para que mi hermano las pusiera en el horno de la camioneta. He
0: told us about his first day working on a food truck in the winter of 2001. Since then, he has provided a whole menu of food like tacos, pizza, and sandwiches. Before the pandemic, he would drive his truck to factories with precooked meals from various restaurants around the city. Now, he struggles with finding companies that will allow him to sell food to their workers, and for a while during the beginning of the pandemic, he was not able to work.
2: The COVID-19 crisis hit both industries hard, street vendor carts and food trucks. In cities like New York and Los Angeles, where they are allowed to vend, street vendors reported a 90% drop in their income due to reduced food traffic in places. The sales of tamales, according to Martin, have gone down because rituals have changed
1: people that is going to work and they pass to buy some tamales and bring for lunch in the companies. So that, That's the most selling that they have. But right now, because the pandemic, because there are many companies that are closing, that there are many companies that are not working, the selling of the tamales is low. It is slow low right now, in this moment.
2: But there are also trust factors that affect the relationship with customers.
3: Algunas factorías a donde yo iba a vender, de plano dijeron que ya no querían que fuéramos a venderles, porque ellos este pues tenían miedo por los trabajadores y nosotros. Y en un principio tuvimos que de dejar de trabajar también, porque de plano estaban cerrados los lugares para poder vender. De uh-huh. hecho, esta semana todavía me sigue impactando, porque de los pocos lugares que me quedaron para ir a vender, Esta semana me dijeron que no podía seguir vendiendo en dos más porque los números están creciendo de contagios y ellos dijeron que pues por el momento uh, van a tener que que parar de que fuera la lonchera.
2: With COVID-19, there have been different resources that Martin has been a part of to help street vendors. He is not the only person trying to support them. There are local organizations helping out, such as Increase the Peace, which has set up a street vendor relief fund. So far, they raised over $45,000 for street vendors across Chicago.
0: According to data by a volunteer committee running the effort, more than 300 vendors applied for this grant. Of the applicants, 70% were 50 years or older, and 90% did not qualify to receive a stimulus check. Street vendors can also apply for direct cash assistance to pay rent, buy groceries, or support themselves. Still, like many people, workers have hopes for the future in regards to the pandemic.
3: La esperanza de que tengamos la vacuna, que se comiencen a relajar los números y que todos volvamos a poder tener nuestras actividades regulares, porque eso me incluye a mí en lo que es mi trabajo.
2: Martín explains how we can support local workers in
1: the future. For the street vending, I think even though we need to continue fighting and organizing, I think it's a, a very good future in the city of Chicago for people who want to sell on the street, even though they uh, have some restrictions. Because if they use a kitchen with license, so they can cook whatever they want. And with this only thing, they should be able to sell on the street whatever the product is.
0: Street vendors are the heart of our
1: neighborhoods, and even the economy. If this if the Azteca Mall disappears, our community is going to be down economically, really, really economically. Because Azteca Mall is a place where the people from many places, from Wisconsin, from Indiana, from wherever you know, they came here to the Azteca Mall, to the little village. They buy an elote and they eat uh, tamales and etc.
0: To keep street vendor carts and trucks alive as a part of our memories and rituals, from enjoying a morning tamal or a chicharron as your lunch to our beloved raspados, ice creams, and other fun antojitos, we need to create consciousness and awareness on the street working force these hard-working, dedicated, immigrant workers.
2: So with this story, we hope that you have learned about Little Village, the interesting history of street vending and food trucks, and how they have been impacted by COVID-19. We also hope to see you share the story with others, donate to organizations like Increase the Peace, to help street vendors survive this pandemic.
0: This segment is a part of the Neighborhood Reporting Fall 2020 series, a collaboration between City Bureau and Yola Kali Arts Reach in Chicago. The content was produced by Tona, Sandra, Lily, and Paco. Edited by Tona.